Hey, this is the Pandola Project with your Monday motivation. I'm Matt Pandola. And I am Jake Parker. This is the Pandola Project, your process to success, episode 20, Matt. We're talking today about the learning log, journaling, as I like to call it. Yeah, man. Well, you might have heard in a previous episode that Rosie Linkus had dubbed it the learning log, and I've kind of attached that. I like that. Anything with alliteration is easier to remember. Learning log is a lot easier to remember, and it's a little bit more fun. And if you missed that episode with Rosie and Ileana, it's episode 15, You Can Make It, with Rosie and Ileana. Those were two very inspiring young athletes who have really used the process to success to really succeed. So when we hear the word journal... It might indicate that we need to write a book in order for it to make sense or to evolve into something that's going to be really useful. There's got to be a lot of writing, for example. We like to use the word log as opposed to journal simply because we don't feel compelled to have to write an entire chapter every day. Maybe it's just going to be a few notes, but we got it done and we have a plan set up for ourselves for the next day. So we don't want to overwhelm ourselves with our learning log. We want to keep it simple. There might be times when we are going to get a little bit more on the page and that's fine you have time for that you feel inspired you want to really write something that's special that happened that day like rosie talked about she learned to write a little bit more on the days that she could really learn from so this is imperative to me that we have consistency though with our logging and that's super important my athletes are incorporating a daily ritual where they're getting down something but it doesn't have to be a lot of time each day and that's a main point that i like to bring up jake so that we stay consistent with the log and we don't feel overwhelmed yeah you also don't have to write in complete sentences you don't have to get bogged down in grammar and using all the words it can be only you understand it. It doesn't have to be written for anyone else. And as long as you're establishing that daily habit, you're probably not going to want to write in complete sentence. It's going to take too long. So yeah, Jake, where do we start? With our learning log, we want to start with an objective. In other words, what is it that we want to be able to obtain? Or what are these things that we want to be able to focus on daily? I do believe that micro-setting our goals are important. The long-term goals obviously can be there to help to motivate us, but I think that for the fuel to continue to be there for our fire and to continue to burn strong, we need to have these micro-goals that we're achieving Reaching for long-term goals can be daunting. If we have goals that are just outside of our reach or just getting us to sort of stretch for that next achievement, it's doable and it's most likely something that we can get done that day or within a few weeks. And I do believe that those micro goals are what really set us up to get us to where eventually where we really want to be. And those little things, those smaller goals are going to add up. Those are exactly the way that you're going to reach that higher one. Because if you have a large lofty goal, you're probably not going to get it in one month. You're going to have to stack up these smaller achievements. And then all of a sudden, what do you know? You've made it. Absolutely. So let's have a plan. We talk about plans 
And I know that it can sound a little bit redundant at times, but if we plan, then we have a better structure and we have most likely more achievement towards that plan. So if you fail to plan, plan the fail. So let's put together a good plan, but we want to consider our lifestyle, our habits, our history, so that we're, again, not overreaching Sometimes we are capable of doing something today or this week, but our ritual or our lifestyle doesn't allow us to get all of that done. So even though we've gotten through maybe 75% of our goals that day, we've missed out on 25% because we overreached a little bit too much and we feel like we failed, but really we didn't. We achieved quite a bit that day. So let's focus on just a few things instead of trying to pile up your plate. Which in my opinion makes it really important to log honestly and set honest goals for yourself. If you have a bad habit of watching Netflix at night, <clears throat> Jake, you're probably going to want to include that honestly. Make that a goal that you can get over, but don't lie to yourself. Yeah, know your strengths and also know your weaknesses. So I like that you brought up Netflix because I think my athletes would be surprised to hear that I have an addiction to Netflix, especially certain shows. It's really hard for me to shut that thing down. Me too. Even though I know I've got to be up early the next morning. So then I suffer and... I have to have my days where I'm allowed to watch Netflix. And I know some people might think, oh, come on, man, just you don't need to do that. Just shut it off at nine o'clock when you need to start to decompress and get ready for sleep. But I have trouble with that. And I might watch that show until 10 o'clock. And now I've missed out on another hour of sleep that I really needed so I can be productive for the next day. So what works for me is not to take Netflix out completely. And I tried that. And yes, it worked for a while, but even like anything you go to extremes, you just start missing out on too much and you deserve to have some downtime. Cold turkey is hard to pull off with anything, man. And sometimes it's not healthy. I know that we don't really think of watching Netflix as being healthy, but I don't get a lot of time where I get to just zone out and mm -hmm. decompress. And I do enjoy watching shows too. So I have certain days where I can watch my Netflix because I don't have to be up as early the next day or because I know that I don't have as as much work to do the next day. So that's worked for me. Other days, I just can't even turn it on and I have to keep myself on that plan so that I can wake up early the next day with eight hours of sleep. And especially if you're watching something that's exciting, something that's enticing, gets your heart rate up, which most of the things I watch on Netflix do get my heart rate up. It's really hard to decompress after that. So you recognizing that and planning that into your day, like, okay, today I can watch Netflix. That's a strength that you have, Matt, recognizing that and working around it. So let's talk about strengths. Those should be included in your learning log, yeah? I think that strengths have to be very present with every person because we all have our strengths. We all have things that we're good at, but we oftentimes focus on the negative and we're discounting all the things that we are actually really good at and great at even. So it's good to have 
even a few different strengths in mind when you're writing your log you want to focus actually on what you're doing well so an example of that is when i think of some of my high achievers they're constantly talking about what they're doing well in their lives even when things aren't going that well so i think it's unique that high achievers will focus on what they're doing well even when there's naysayers even when there's people pointing fingers at them and saying ha you're not doing this well i knew you weren't that great they don't let that get to them. They continue to focus on what they are doing well, which helps them to move forward. So they, of course, know that they have some weaknesses to work on, but they're not going to focus on what they're not doing. They're focusing on what they are doing and what they can do. So I like this quote from John Wooden. It says, do not let what you can't do interfere with what you can do. I love that. And I think it's so important that we realize what we can do. And as simple of a statement as that is, Jake, I talk with a lot of people who are coming to get some help from me so that they can achieve a goal. And yet most of the conversation tends to focus around negative things. I didn't do this. I couldn't do this. I tried to achieve this, but I failed. Well, you're not telling me about what you were doing well. Let's start with that. And it's amazing because once we start to have that conversation, they realized, wow, I actually was doing a lot of things really well and I wasn't that far off. Yeah, Matt, it's really interesting to me how we're kind of programmed to focus on those things because maybe it's comparison culture. We see other people on Facebook achieving so many wonderful, amazing things. And, oh, I haven't done that. I'm so terrible. I've struggled with that quite a bit, trying to remember that I have positive attributes when most people are trying to remind me that I have negative ones. So this is a great point that I think that we need to recognize when something we're doing isn't going well, or when we have a negative thought. And we need to recognize that, yes, I am having that thought, or I am feeling this way. Don't try to ignore that, but understand that by recognizing it, you're empowering yourself to use your strengths to move forward and to get better. And this is another quote that I would love to share with Nelson Mandela. He says, our greatest glory consists in not never failing, but in rising every time we fail. Yeah, get back on that horse. So this is another great point that I tend to discuss with my athletes, Jake. When they are seeing themselves as failures, we can look at that and decide to flip the switch, see it differently. This happened for me. This was an opportunity for me to learn, to grow, to get better. If I wasn't challenged with this, I wouldn't necessarily be getting stronger because I'm on easy street and I'm just playing to my strengths all the time without any obstacles. And that's just not the way that life works. Once they see it that way, there's not so much anxiety around the word failing. In fact, failing forward is a term I use all the time, so we see it as a positive. Yeah, and we are not our failures. You are not your mistakes. You may have failed and made mistakes. That doesn't define who you are. 
No, it does not. One more thing about weakness, Jake, is that we all have our fears, but the best, the world's best, they tend to perform better when they are under high anxiety, high stress. There's very few people that have really figured that out, but they actually increase their performance when they're under a high stress situation. But what's interesting is that most of the time, our increase in performance in those stressful situations it's not even that much greater than how we would normally perform, or even sometimes it's about the same. It's just that everybody else is doing worse. Everyone else tends to cripple in the face of that stress. Yeah, they're not really facing their fears. They haven't done the work, and it does take a lot of work, which is why we're talking about logging here, to be able to understand that the way that they're feeling at that time can change by seeing things differently, by focusing now on what we can do to get better instead of focusing our feelings on what we're not doing well. So bringing it back to the log, how do you focus on a weakness without running yourself down, without beating yourself up? So Jake, I think that we need to take a real look at our motivation. What is our why? What type of motivation do we have? If our motivation is all geared towards an outcome, that's probably not going to last. We can be motivated for a short amount of time, but to be able to continue to work and fail forward and see that as positive, we need to look at more of our process to the success And that is something that very few of us figure out. But the ones who do, they tend to really have that legacy that they were looking for. Like that process, that five, six, seven, ask yourself five, six, seven times, why? Yeah, and the idea that behind all of this hard work, it is love, passion. It is understanding that the process is what we are here for. And it's not a burden. It's, I get to do this. This is who I am. This is who I can be with this process. And that will motivate me through the tough times. So know your why, stay motivated. The other thing that we look at is anxiety. So there's Hicks law that basically says the more that we think, the less we react. I can say that myself. Absolutely. If you get bogged down in your mind, you kind of just, you start to think I'll do this and then I'll do this and then this will happen. Well, you end up doing nothing. Yeah. And I liken it sometimes to you turn your ankle, let's say, and your ankle swells up, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a reaction your body has and it's there to help to protect you. Once that ankle has swelled up, you're going to probably ice it. And then you're going to try to start to move it. And then you start to rehab it. You start to add mechanical loading so you can get it stronger again. So that process is similar in the sense that 
when we have all of this anxiety around us, there's these outside stresses that we're reacting to. And that can be like over-inflammation. That can be like that swelled up ankle. And you get where I'm coming Yeah, I like here? that. That's a okay. good analogy. I was kind of reaching there, but it came around, I get it. right? So that to me is we see anxiety as a bad thing, but when we look at it that way, is swelling a bad thing when our body is trying to protect us? It's a necessary thing. It's absolutely necessary. It's actually the first step in your healing process to get that swelling. So I think that anxiety is very much like that. We can see anxiety as being a good thing for us. We know when we're anxious that we are excited because if we didn't care, we probably wouldn't be anxious about it. Very true. Now, there are differences in anxiety. So when we have anxiety around us because we're fighting with our spouse or because we didn't plan out our day and now we're overstressed because we're running around town all day, we have 10 things to do and we only have time to do seven things. Those type of anxieties, we can plan, we can do better in the future so that we're not putting ourselves into that same situation again. We can have a discussion with our spouse. We can work towards resolving these issues because that's just a negative stress that's not really going to serve us. But when it comes to other types of anxiety, that actually brings out the best in us if we see it that way. That's where we actually want to embrace that and even look forward to anxiety. Wow, it's cool that I am so excited about this, but I'm choosing to feel that anxiety and turn it into excitement. Which is where the next step comes in. You have to focus on what you can do. Yeah, so focus now that is such a simple but effective tool that you can use. How many times have you been distracted, especially when you're stressed, and what you feel tends to be how you react and how you perform? So if I focus now on what I can achieve and I let go of the past and I'm not focused on the outcome, but I'm just focused now, you'll tend to get better results. Yeah, the past and the future are there to serve us. As soon as they stop serving us positively, it's time to let them go and refocus on the now. Absolutely. Okay, Jake, so the last thing that we wanna write about is mental flexibility. Now, that's a term I use a lot in talking to my athletes because I know that the more mentally flexible they are, the more likely they're going to be successful in their lives. So what would we write about with mental flexibility? Well, making decisions is a part of everyone's process. Constantly. And whether we make a decision or we don't, we've still made a decision. That's right. I think mental flexibility is such a gem, but it's also often overlooked. How we make decisions when it counts, how we stick to the decisions we make when they count, if anything is magical, this is the magic in your daily process the mental flexibility that you can develop 
that can bring you anywhere that you want to be if you're really using the right mental focus with flexibility. Does that make sense? Yes, because at the end of the day, we are our choices. This is such an important topic to me. Let's just finish with an example about mental flexibility. So Jake, let me ask you, can you give us an example of how you used mental flexibility to be able to achieve something important to you in a recent goal or just to get through your day? Yeah, this is a good example of a micro goal. This isn't a huge lofty goal that I'm trying to achieve, but in my production job, sometimes my computers don't work. So what do I do? Do I freak out and get all stressed? No, I go find another way to accomplish the task. So this literally happened the other day. My files on my thumb drive crashed. I had backups. I had to go and retrieve them. That screwed up the rest of my day because that took about 45 minutes. So I had to move my other appointments that I had to take care of. And I still had to get the work done that was on the other jump drive. I moved everything around. Everything worked out fine. Or let's take, for example, your truck breaks down and you have to call your producer to come and pick you up. Yeah, I did. And I was happy to do it. And you know what? We're still here and we're still getting it done. Yeah. I thought Jake will pick me up. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, you kind of need me over here. Can't do this alone. But I'd like to give an example about mental flexibility for performance with one of my athletes. I had an athlete recently that was talking to me about how she wasn't really strong running up hills. So we used the example of, okay, what are your strengths? Well, I do have some pretty good pacing overall. I can pace myself really well over the, the entire course. And I also have a pretty good mindset when it comes to my affirmations. I have good self-talk. So even though the hills are not necessarily a strong part of my past and performance, A, I've been working on hills more lately. So the best way to gain confidence is through achievement. Mm -hmm. And I reminded her, you just set our Pandola Project record up Hidden Valley. So you're actually pretty good at hills now too, by the way. Quite an achievement. Right. And it's almost like because she struggled with hills in the past, that that was going to dictate what her performance could be in the future. Then going into affirmations, we decided, okay, kill the hill is a good way to think of it. But understanding that maybe everything's not going to go as planned up that hill. Maybe we are going to struggle. And now we can think about what other strength do I have? Well, she's really good at running downhill. So this is always an area that I can focus on now because what comes up must come down. I'm going to get a chance to really cruise down this hill and make up some ground. And that's in another example of being mentally flexible to say, well, this hill was tougher than I thought it was going to be, or the competition. I can't dictate what the competition is going to do, right? If I say I'm going to win this race, well, that's really playing the odds against other factors that I don't even can't control. So that's not a good way to think of it. I can't control that. So I need to focus now and create the right situation for me where I can achieve, but 
I'm going to own that situation. I'm not going to give control to other people or to the course itself. So focusing on those strengths, she was able to go through with a much more positive mindset. We did a time trial that involved the same type of elevation gain and losses that would show us about where she is in her readiness for this race. And she set the female record and beat her own time by over a minute. So perfect example, right, about what we can do with mental flexibility. And she used that mental flexibility during that time trial. And look what happened. So I can't wait to watch her race. Yeah. And look at that. You change your perspective a little bit and you get a totally different outcome than what you were expecting. Absolutely. So to wrap it up. When you decide that you are going to log, and hopefully listening, we've influenced you to do this, even if it's a couple minutes in the morning, couple minutes at night, which by the way, Jake, I prefer just like micro setting your protocol for movement patterns during the day, I kind of prefer micro setting your logging. So Mm -hmm. you're setting your day up with a little bit more of a plan, and then you're finishing your day off a little bit more of a review. I agree. So a couple minutes in the morning, a couple minutes at night, and let's get this started. So we want to hear from you guys how you've been using your learning log. So Jake, we have an objective in our learning log to understand what is our why. We want to have a plan around that objective, focus on your strengths, recognize your weaknesses, and really limit your weakness to maybe one thing at a time that you can focus on so you're not overwhelmed. But remember, like the world's best, continue to think about what you're doing well and have at least a few things there that you can use. Then now we should see that you're able to get those micro goals achieved so your overall goals are reached over time. And that is a good way to follow your learning log. And focus on those achievements, even the ones that you don't tell yourself all the time, because I guarantee you have them. You may just be focusing on your quote unquote failures more than your achievements. Turn that around. Focus on the positives that you have achieved. See how your mental flexibility will help you. Once you start doing that, you'll start achieving so much more if you stop focusing on the negative. So even if you didn't set your PR today, you probably did something else similar recently. You can focus on that instead. And we do want to hear how it goes. Always, you can send us an email, pendolaproject at gmail.com. Yeah, Jake. And I do a lot of reading. There's a lot of influences that I have, but... I do want to recommend a book. It's called The Fearless Mind, and it's written by Craig Manning. So some of what we talked about today was influenced by his book, and he's got a lot of great steps to success for overcoming fear and accomplishing your goals. I highly recommend this book, and I also want to give credit where credit's due, Jake. Matt's always got plenty of good book recommendations. You can also follow us on Facebook if you want more content like this. Tell a friend about the show or write a review on your podcast app. And remember, every day, not just today, is your chance to learn and log. Thanks for listening.